0: Welcome to the Academic Architect PDO Podcast, Season 3, Episode 3 Part of the Problem. A major component of the problem of children failing is that when it comes to children's education, parents implicitly think they know more than the teachers and more than what the data is showing the teachers. And so even after being informed of the child's learning struggles, the parent takes no action to remediate the children's learning gaps. Most parents take a hands-off approach when it comes to their children's learning and rely 100% on teachers to educate their children. Furthermore, most parents believe that their children's education is the teacher's full responsibility. Parents, you couldn't be more wrong. Listen, parents, even though most teachers go beyond the call of duty, only job is to present academic information, the standards and the skills to your child teachers are not responsible for the storage of that information in your child's long-term memory that responsibility belongs to the parents now i don't mean the parents have the responsibility to physically store the learning because storage is a brain function so of course a parent can't store that information in a child's brain themselves but it is the parent's responsibility to follow up with additional resources to supplement the full comprehension and digestion of each and every skill taught in the classroom. Many parents understand the need to provide supplemental help to their children, but most of them don't. Other parents wait until it's so late to the point where there's very little that can be done to restore the child's learning to its original path, or to the point where they can only the problem with a little stitch here, with another little patch there, here, go, then retain. And then when you stand back and look at the child's education, it's loaded with gaps. It's like a sedimentary rock. But in the beginning, before the child develops these learning deficiencies, that same parent pres- pretended they were the expert. You explain to them that it's normal that a child, when they're in kindergarten, that they seem to be ahead of the learning paradigm. You explain to them that it's a natural occurrence as a child has been learning a kindergarten prerequisite since they were conceived. For example, see if this makes sense to you. Let's say that the moment a mother knows she's expecting, she begins to nurture the unborn fetus, singing and talking to it, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and one two three four five six seven eight nine ten. 10. Then what do you think the prerequisites and requirements are for children to demonstrate mastery at the end of kindergarten? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9 10 they need to know the alphabet, they need to be able to count to 100, right? So now you can see how a child will naturally master those skills since they knew them before they even entered kindergarten. Now let's consider a child in first grade. For the most part, your child is still in a good place. But even though the untrained eye cannot see that's begin to form as the new skills, standards, and expectations add a touch of rigor. Now, I know it seems harmless, but the results is a full year's loss of critical foundational skills that future standards are built on. I will pause here to slip in that if you look at the district's scoping sequence, which shows the pattern of introducing skills and standards, you will realize that every critical learning skill is introduced to your child by the end of second grade, and only a few skills are introduced after that. In other words, 95% of every prerequisite skill your child will need to understand all future learning all the way through secondary education and into college is introduced before the end of third grade. Oh, I see you looking at me, but you heard what I said. And let me remind you what I said back in episode one of this season. I told you that there is explicit data and evidence for every comment that I make in this show. By second grade, a child's gap is so significant, but still the untrained eye cannot see it. It's not until third grade, which is considered a retention year, that school systems will take a firm stance on a child's academic stance. So this this is a common occurrence for children to be able to develop gaps until the third grade And you try to explain this to parents to help them to take a different path and avoid the formation of stubborn gaps. But as usual, the parents believe that they, as the experts, knows what is best and decide they want to wait to see if the data that clearly reflects the achievement of every child across the nation will affect their child. Figuratively speaking, they want to determine if their child touches the fire, will they be burnt? Because their child is the exception that will defy not only the data that reflect the scientific theories, but even the very theories themselves. The rationale is that now, because every child fails from a lack of practice, doesn't mean it's gonna to happen to my child my child is phenomenal at learning and now you're in into data the parents listen knowledge is power and when you know better you must do better. When you know the implications of not preparing a child from a tender age and you choose to stand back and wait to see if the prophecies and data are true you have committed an academic crime somebody. Please summon the authorities. Parents, you're not smarter than the data. You're not smarter than all the scientists who dedicate their lives to researching and carrying out studies and proving theories and presenting findings that support that an early foundation is crucial to a child's ability to succeed. Moreover, early education is crucial to a child's self-efficacy. If your child doesn't have self-efficacy and believe that they can succeed at the things they try and practice, it's possibly because they have developed a self-defeating attitude that is synonymous with an internal force that will keep their motivation to try submerged. As a result, they may have developed defensive mechanisms such as passive aggressiveness to compensate. All of that leads to future personality deficiencies as they are constantly defensive in order to compensate for their learning deficiencies. These are the children who misbehave during lessons to avoid feeling the embarrassment of not understanding the material they should know. Misbehavior or acting out becomes a scapegoat, which strategically takes the attention off the lesson. If this sounds like a spiral, because it is the wrong academic beginning often results in a negative spiral for children as they go through their academic journey. So here's a truth moment. Are you one of those parents who qualify as part of the problem? If you are, just acknowledge that you are not an academic expert, then respect and trust academic professionals in your child's life. Allow them to guide you to make the best learning decisions for your child. Anything is better than ignoring the problem. Now, if you don't realize you are part of the problem, then that's an even bigger problem. Thanks for stopping by the chat. I'm the Academic Architect PDO, signing off. Until next time.